Good morning. Welcome to Exchange Community Church Online. If you are joining us for your very first time, my name is Ellie. And along with my husband, Mark, we are the senior pastors here at Exchange Community Church. So welcome. I'm excited for what God is going to do today. But before I go any further, I just really want to encourage you, wherever you are, if you're watching this on Facebook, if you're watching it on YouTube, if you're in your car or you're at home, believe that God would speak to you. Just have that desire in your heart, have that prayer right now that says, God, speak to me. God, you know where I'm at. God, you know what I'm going through. Speak to me and believe that the Holy Spirit will fill your lounge room, will fill your kitchen today because we don't just preach for the sake of preaching, but we stand here and we bring God's word so that lives can be changed, so that lives can be transformed. Amen. I'm preaching today on rest. R-E-S-T, rest. Who needs a spiritual recharge today? I know I certainly do. So a couple of fun facts though, before we get into the word today. Fun things about sleep. Even though sleep technically is not really got everything to do with rest, but Quick question for you. Do you know how much of your life you will spend sleeping? Well, they reckon that we will spend about a third of our life sleeping. Some of us maybe a little bit more. Did you know that it was biblical to take naps? I know, isn't that incredible for us who love sleep? Even Jesus took naps. How long has someone gone with no sleep? They think it's about 11 days, 11 days with no sleep, impossible. And just in case you missed the last one, it is biblical to take those afternoon naps, especially on a Sunday. I think God wrote that um, into the Bible somewhere. (laughs) Just kidding. Do you know which animal sleeps the least? They say elephants. They say elephants sleep the least of any other animal. And while we're on the topic of animals, do you know which animal sleeps the most? That's right, koalas, the cutest, most cuddliest animal on the planet, little koalas sleep the most. And obviously it's biblical to take those afternoon naps. Well, I am believing that you will experience rest today. I'm believing that you will experience that very needed spiritual recharge today. I love how Mark has been talking about, um, you know, we thought that this shelter in place lockdown, whatever you want to call it, stay at home, uh, would be a three-week sprint. But it's actually turned out to be now a 10-month marathon. But what is unique about this marathon is we still don't know when the end is. The end is still not in sight. So we have been already running a marathon for 10 months with no clue as to when the end is coming. And whatever makes this harder is that, especially for those of you who are in California, you would know that our government leaders have been saying one thing, telling us what to do, how to run this marathon, and then them themselves not doing the same thing. Could you imagine? Could you imagine going to a church where the senior pastor shares on tithing and how important it is to give? but then they themselves don't do that. 
you'll be like, hang on a minute, what's up with this? Or if in your community group, your leader's telling you about the importance of prayer and reading your Bible, and they don't do it themselves. Church, we're in a marathon. We're in a very unique and a very interesting marathon. And so what do we need so that we cannot just finish this marathon well, but in the meantime, in the journey, that we can be doing exceptionally well, that we can be exceeding in everything that God has for us. Well, I believe one of those key ingredients in this race is rest. R-E-S-T. The other two key ingredients I've already spoken on, but purpose. What is the purpose of this extended lockdown? I talked about how we have been scattered to build. And when you can see purpose in what's going on, it's easier to keep going, right? It's easier to keep running this pretty unique marathon. The other one is preparation. You and I got to be prepared for what God has already pre-planned for us. And so when you put purpose, when you put planning, and when you put rest together, those are three key ingredients into running this marathon in a way that we don't just survive, right? Because no one just wants to get to the end of this season and having barely survived. We want to get to the end of this season having flourished, having seen more people come to know Jesus than ever before. We would, the people would um, be part of church more than ever before, and we would see heaven to earth more than ever before. That is what we're about. Amen. Well, for those of you who like a quick roadmap, this is where I'm heading today. We're going to look at what is biblical rest. We're going to look how do I enter into that rest? And then what is the purpose of biblical rest? We know that rest, it allows us to recharge. Now, most of us, hopefully, know already how to recharge emotionally, know how to recharge mentally, know how to recharge um, sorry, physically. But those things are important, right? But equally, and perhaps even more important, is that spiritual recharge, which is what I want to focus on today. So what is biblical rest? Glad you asked. If you have your Bibles, our main text today is going to be found in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 8. And for this morning, I wanted to... Uh, pull things apart from the scripture just to show you how I do my own quiet time. So when I read, I stop, I meditate, I think. It's how this passage of scripture or any scripture for that matter comes alive for me. But before we do, let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are present today. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in every single home right now. And Lord, for every single person who perhaps is emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, Lord God, feeling run down, I pray, Lord, that this word comes alive in their hearts today. And I pray, Lord, for a spiritual recharge. I pray, Lord, for a rest that allows us not just to finish this marathon, but to finish it well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so Hebrews 4. Verses 1 to 8. I'll read a couple of verses, talk about it, read a couple of verses, and so on. Now, God has offered to us the same promise of entering into his realm of resting in confident faith. Underline confident faith, highlight that. 
So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. Verse 2, for we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did, yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Interesting point. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply, for they doubted. Wow. So here, what are we going to draw about biblical rest? Well, first thing is we enter into God's rest with confident faith. Faith church is the foundation of everything and we'll enter into that rest with confident faith. The second thing is that the rest that is a biblical rest is not, um, it's not a partial thing. You can't half rest. You can't half recharge. We don't experience this in part. We actually experience what God is talking about here in full. And we hear, we hear God's word, and then we join that word with our faith. It's how we enter into biblical rest. Carrying on, verse 3. This is profound. You can underline the whole of verse 3. For those of us who believe, faith activates the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest. For he has said, I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. They will never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. God's works have all been completed from the foundation of the world. For it says in scripture, and on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. And again, as stated before, they will never enter into my calming place of rest. Well, for those who believe, faith activates the promise and we experience rest. Let me say that again. For those who what? For those who believe, and then faith is what activates that promise and we experience the rest that God is talking about today. And that's why believing is so, so important because it's an unbelieving heart that actually leads to missing out on the promises that God has for us. Those who first heard, we're in verse six, sorry. Those who first heard the good news of deliverance fail to enter into that realm of faith's rest because of their unbelieving hearts. Yet the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter into the faith rest life and experience the fulfillment of the promise. For God still has ordained a day for us to enter into called today. Highlight, underlined today. For it was long afterwards that God repeated it in David's words. If only today you would listen to his voice and do not harden your heart. Now, if this promise of rest was fulfilled when Joshua brought the people into the land, God wouldn't have spoken later of another rest that is yet to come. So we conclude that there is still a full and complete rest waiting for believers to experience. Amen. What an awesome, awesome passage of scripture. And you need to know, church, that this promise is still a live promise. It wasn't canceled because the Israelites experienced the promised land. No, God wouldn't keep talking about the renewing appointment for today. The promise of rest, it is for today. As long as you and I do not harden our hearts, as long as you and I do not grow weary, as long as you and I do not give up. 
What am I seeing? The promise of rest is for today. It's for right now and it's for tomorrow and the day after that. It is for every day that God has graced you to be on this planet. That rest is not a promise for when this pandemic ends. That rest is not a promise, whatever that's going to look like when things return to normal. That promise of rest is not for when you get back into a routine that you're familiar with and that you like. That rest is not a promise for when America looks like you want America to look. No, <laughs> that promise of rest is not for after the healing or after the breakthrough. No church, that promise, that promise of rest is for today, despite what you might find yourself in. And verse 10, as we enter into God's faith, rest life, we cease from our own works, just as God celebrates his finished work and rests in them. So then we must give our all and be eager to experience this faith rest life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. Amen. We cease from our works. As we enter into God's rest, we cease from our own work and rest in him. Why? Because God himself is rest. We see from this scripture how unbelief, how doubt, it's the root why some people are missing out, why they're living in strife and confusion and anxiety and depression and not entering into the rest, that spiritual recharge that God has for us. I love this, as God finished his work, meaning when he finished creation, according to the account in Genesis, scripture says he then rested from it. And likewise, church, he will cause those of us who believe to finish our work and then enjoy our rest. Promise is not only to rest, but it's also to finish. So let me remind you, no pandemic, no loss of job can stop you from finishing what God has planned and purposed for you to do. And finally, the Sabbath. The Sabbath or rest, as it says here, should remind us of what heaven is like. You know, the vision of exchange is that people would know God, that they would make God known, would bring, uh, build his church and bring heaven to earth. And when I think about heaven to earth, I think about the Sabbath, right? When we choose to take that Sabbath, when we choose to enter into that godly and that biblical rest, at least one of our seven days should remind us of what heaven is like, should remind us of what joy and peace and hope is like. Rest, church, biblical rest. That's the promise from God to those of us who would believe. So why is it that it's so hard sometimes to rest? I don't know if you're anything like me. I'm a little bit of a, a workaholic, I'm just gonna be honest. Um, I could just work all day. And when Mark and I were, were first married, I remember I'd just be sitting in my office and it would be six, seven o'clock at night and Mark would be like, well, when, when are you coming home? And I'm like, oh, when I finish. And Mark's like, the work's always gonna be there, Ellie. And I've really had to learn. And in fact, Mark um, doesn't let me talk about working at home till after nine o'clock because the first thing I can do, I have my quiet time with God and then I'm ready to talk about work. So rest is hard for people like me. But rest is also hard if you're choosing to live in fear right now. Rest is hard if you're choosing to live full of doubt or if you're choosing to live full of unbelief. And honestly, 
I think rest is hard because 2020 has been relentless to say the least. There has been no reprieve, no let up, no, sometimes feels like there's been no glimmer of hope, no little bit of ray of sunshine and it's just been relentless and so it's hard to rest. You know, a couple years ago, our family enjoyed a vacation in Yosemite and we went during the the winter and so if you've been to um, Yosemite when it snows it is just stunning it is beautiful and the hotel that we were staying in we're like let's buy a sled and so we bought a sled and we drove into Yosemite and we pulled our car up on the side of the road because there was just this um, so it's not on a ski field or anything like that, all right? It's just literally on the side of the road as you're driving around Yosemite. And it looked like just this awesome patch of just snow going down a hill with a little bit of a decline. And then there's a tree that had actually fallen over. And as the snow had just fallen on it, it just made this really cool jump. So hopefully you got the image in your mind. And um, so Mark being the courageous one in our home takes Beckett and they go down and hit that tree and um, up they go and down they come. And then he takes Oscar and then they're the three of them. So 20, 30 minutes has gone by, right? And the boys in our house are having the best time. And then these words come, mom, it's your turn. And I'm like, oh, Against my better judgment, I'm like, all right. So evidently, Mark and I weigh just a little more than maybe Mark and Beckett or Mark and Oscar. And they have hit this jump 20, 30 times all right, by the time Mark and I come on this sled. So down we come and obviously our weight is a lot more, right? So we're coming at this thing a lot faster than what they had previously. Dear Lord, it brings my tea to an eye as I remember it right now. We hit this tree, but because it had been hit so many times, guess what? The snow had disappeared and the tree branch was pretty much bare and there are sticks and branches sticking up from it. And so here we come down flying, right? And we hit this um, tree. No padding of the snow anymore, right? That's gone and we get launched up into the air. And Mark and I come down with this huge thud. I don't know if I was crying or laughing, maybe a little bit of both, but I seriously thought I had broken my tailbone. I'm sitting there going, Mark, I can't move. And he's like, Ellie, you don't wanna know what's happened to me. And Oscar and Becca come running and obviously all their concern is about mum, so they help mum up and, you know, make sure that I'm okay. And we turn around and poor Mark, one of the twigs on the branch had cleared straight through the sled. I mean, it had broken through the sled. And let's just say I just missed um, a part of his anatomy. What happened? That relentless pounding meant that the softness and the comfort of the snow had been pushed away. It's kind of what 2020 feels like, right? Just a relentless pounding has pushed away our comfort, has pushed away so much of the things that perhaps we've put our hope and our trust in. And what's left is just a bareness. It's just a vacancy. It's just somewhat of an emptiness. And that's why church rest is so important in running this unprecedented, unique marathon. Rest, spiritual recharge 
for our souls. So how do we enter this beautiful thing called rest? Well, Matthew 11, Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30 says this, Come, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Great, great passage of scripture. Firstly, you want to enter into this biblical rest, this spiritual recharge. Then church, we have to come to Jesus. You have to come into his presence because it's in his presence that he gives us rest. The I in the Greek here is emphasized. He says, I will give you rest. What does that mean? He gives what no one else can give. And that is a rest from the burden of sin. It's rest from the burden of weariness and perhaps work that has seemed fruitless lately. Jesus says, I will give you that rest. So you come into his presence and it's Jesus that will give you rest. Second part of that verse says, we take his yoke and we learn from him. And in so doing, we will find rest. Now, honestly, I've read this verse hundreds of times, lots and lots of times, maybe even thousands of times. And you know what? I only just noticed for the first time that Jesus talks about, I will give you rest and you will find rest. So that's one of the things I love about the Bible. You can read the same verse, same passage of scripture, over and over and over again. And every single time there's fresh rhema, every single time there's fresh revelation. Why? Because the word of God is living, it's active, it's alive. And I just love the fact that after all this time of a very popular, very well-known verse, that God spoke something fresh and something new into my heart. You know, if you've been reading the Bible and you like it's stale and it's boring, can I encourage you, don't give up. Every time you open up the scripture, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring out revelation and fresh rhema for you, because that is what he does. There is a rest he gives, and then there's a rest we find. <laughs> That's how we enter it in together. But church, we have got to put these two together. You see, for many of us, we try and do one without the other. For some of us, we just want his presence. God, I just want to be in your presence. God, I just want to be with you. But I don't want the action part. I don't want the doing part. I don't want the character building part. I don't want to have to put into action what I have experienced when I'm in your presence. And then for some of us, it's all about the action. It's all about the works. It's all about the doing. And we neglect being in his presence. We neglect being filled with the Holy Spirit. Spiritual recharge is activated when we do both. Spiritual recharge is activated when we do both. See, he gives us rest when we enter into his presence. But we find rest when we're obedient to him. He gives us rest 
every single time we enter into his presence with humility, every time we come with a posture of, God, I need you. God, I'm not qualified to do this without you, but God, I know I need that spiritual recharge. I need that spiritual uh, refilling and refreshing. As I enter into his presence, he will give me rest. And as I go about learning from him and doing what he has asked me to do, as I'm obedient to him, I will find rest. If you're not finding rest today, I wonder, I wonder, is it because you're not coming into his presence or is it because you're not doing what he's asked you to do? The promise of rest is there in his presence and doing his will. Amen. Spiritual recharge, something that we all do. So practically, what should I do? Well, let me encourage you. Prioritize the quiet time with God. Prioritize being in his presence. Every morning or every night, set a time aside. Be it the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning or the last thing that you do before you go to bed. Spend time in his presence. How do I do that? Pray. God, I, I don't know how to pray. Well, pray the Lord's Prayer. Pray in tongues, pray in your heavenly language. Well, I don't have that yet. Ask him. He's a good God. He has good gifts for us. He doesn't say, oh, you know, you can have this, but you can't. No, he has gifts for all of us. I pray in tongues just to build up my inner man. It's how I enter into his presence. I turn my phone off. I, I shut everything aside. For me personally, in our household, I got to do it early in the morning before anyone else wakes up because that's a precious time for me. And I guard that time, I prioritize that time, I protect that time. And especially in this marathon, especially in a global pandemic church, we have got to learn how to rest. And we rest as we come into his presence. But then secondly, there's that obedience thing, right? You know, I love how Mark has coined, what matters most is what matters to God. And the vision and the heart of exchange, the reason why this church is here, why it's on this planet, is so that people would know God, make him known, build his church, bring heaven to earth. So do you know, after I've been in his presence, after I've worshipped, after I've prayed in my heavenly language, I ask God, God, how am I going in these four areas? God, what do I need to change? What do I need to keep doing? Am I being obedient to your will? Because I know that the promise is this, as I come into your presence, you will give me rest. And I know that as I'm obedient and outwork what you've asked me to do, I will find rest. And I need to rest just like you do. I'm gonna close with this final thought. There's gotta be a purpose, right? What, 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 why would we rest? There's gotta be a reason why there is biblical rest. And so we don't quit, so we do not quit. George Barna, who um, runs a credible research agency here in the US and has done so for decades, he estimates that around 100,000 churches, you heard me right, 100,000 churches in the US will close their doors permanently by Christmas. Why? because we haven't learned how to enter into that rest. And churches are closing, pastors are quitting. They're saying that the suicide rate amongst pastors right now is the highest that it has ever been. You know, domestic violence is on the increase. Divorce is on the increase. 
and it's hard because here in America we don't they don't freely give out that information right we just hear the COVID stats which are tragic in of themselves but there are unintended consequences as well and so church that's why you and I got to enter into our biblical rest so that we do not quit so that we do not give in so that we can be all that God's called us to be. We can do all that he has called us to do. An endless marathon requires purpose. It requires preparation and it certainly requires rest. Amen. Second reason, it's not just so that we don't quit because what would the fun in that be, right? The purpose, I believe, of biblical rest is so that we can keep pouring into others. See, the awesome thing about Christianity, the awesome thing about knowing Jesus and being in a relationship with him is that it's all about others. Once you've encountered Jesus, it becomes about others, right? And so we need that spiritual recharge so that we can pour out. God, pour into me so that I can pour out to you. God, pour into me, recharge me, refresh me, refuel me so that I can pour in to others. You need rest so that you're not running on empty. Because when you're running on empty is when you make bad decisions. When you're running on empty, you don't think clearly. When you're running on empty, people around you are not getting from you what they need, that spiritual impartation. So let God pour into you today so that you can pour into others. That's the purpose of rest. See, relationship with Jesus was never meant to be a selfish thing. It was never meant to be just about you. The moment you encounter Jesus, it became about everyone else. And so I wanna encourage you, if it's been a while since you shared the good news of who Jesus is in your life, do that this week. It's Christmas in just a few weeks. The greatest season of all time is the birth of Jesus. And we get to celebrate that as believers. And so take this service and share it with someone. Tell someone about the good news and the hope that you have. You and I were never designed to just be a consumer. Right, they say the Dead Sea has no outlet and that's why nothing can live in it. You and I, we need that spiritual refresh, that spiritual recharge, that rest so that we personally don't quit but also so that we can keep being a blessing to others so that we can keep pouring out and investing into other people amen we will finish 2020 it will not finish us amen we're going to finish 2020 but it certainly is not going to finish us because we're going to enter into the rest that god has for us i'd love the opportunity right now just to pray for you we do this every week in our church and um, the question I want to ask you is do you know the rest giver I've talked about how Jesus gives us rest as we come into his presence but if you don't yet know him then today today is the day for salvation right here right now wherever you are in your lounge room I love the opportunity just to pray for you to ask Jesus into your heart it's the best decision that you will ever make it is the beginning of a life filled with fulfillment it's the beginning of a life filled with purpose and destiny so if that's you and you would say I'd like to ask Jesus into my heart either maybe for the very first time or if you're honest with yourself you've been a far far away from him then let me have the opportunity to pray I'm gonna pray a simple prayer and just encourage you to pray this prayer after me dear Jesus today I ask that you are coming to my heart and make it your home. 
Forgive me of my sins and give me a brand new start and help me, Jesus, to enter into the rest that you have for me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Awesome church, best decision that you could ever make. And we would love to partner with you. We'd love to connect with you. And the way that we do that in this online world right now is would you email us hello at exchangecc.com. That would allow someone from our team to connect with you, to pray with you, to get a Bible into your hands and to help you become all that God has called you, planned you and destined for you to be. Amen. Awesome. Well, next week, um, if county guidelines allow, we will be meeting outdoors, in person, as well as online. And then super exciting, but on December 20th, Christine Kane will be preaching um, for us. So we're going to have a great couple weeks as we close out 2020 strong. Remember, we're going to finish 2020. It is not going to finish us. So church, I love you. Have an awesome week. Can't wait to see you again next week.